Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. My name is Marley Silva and today <laughs> myself and my two co-hosts, Keely and Georgia, are so excited to bring you this halftime huddle. If you're new around here, our halftime huddles are deeper dive conversations than what we usually get in our regular eps, and they feature some of our favourite athletes and sports insiders. And they usually don't feature a giggling guest, but he's already on. (laughs) Today, I originally had written we're speaking to one of our favourite athletes, but maybe after you taking the piss out of me, Nico Hines, I might have to change that. Let me get through this and then you can laugh as much as you want. But outgoing Melbourne Storm player Nico Hines has had a breakout year in 2021 in many ways. Not only has his performance on the field drawn the attention of many, but his strength and bravery in sharing his mental health journey publicly to raise awareness and normalise seeking help has seen him rise as a prominent and important voice in rugby league. Today, we reflect with Nico on what 2021 has been like for him and look forward to 2022 when he will be joining the Cronulla Sharks, much to the joy of us shy-based Silvers and to the disappointment of Melbournean Gmail. A huge thank you to Nico for making the time again to come and hang out with us chicks and now it's into the show. So I always get to start off every interview with a fast five, some fun questions oh, okay. just to like warm, yeah. warm up, you know, get ready for the yeah. for the big match. Um, these yeah. questions are very important and we will judge you harshly depending on your answers. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. All right, are we doing this? Are we starting now? Yeah, we're starting right now. <laughs> Cam- lights, camera, action, let's go. Do you put your sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Uh, I put my sauce in the cupboard. Yes, win. What <laughs> What is um, one of your pre-game pump-up songs? What's your favourite? I don't know. It depends on what mood I'm in and the time. I don't really listen to music okay. before I play, but if I'm going to listen to music, I like to listen to something I can just like sing along to and um, just, yeah, just groove along to. Probably country or uh, a bit of Eminem. Yeah, nice. Two very different things, but we'll go with it. But hey, do you know a Corey who doesn't love country? Exactly. Yeah, true. Now, this leads nicely into my next question, which is, what's your pre-game routine? Pre-game routine. Do you have something that you have to do? From when I wake up? Anything for that day of game day. Something specific that you need to do. I like to get up and go for a swim at the beach if I'm near a beach. And very lucky that um, now we're up here, I can can do that. And then go out for brekkie. Um, and then I always have to have a, a nap no matter what time we play, whether it's bloody one o'clock or eight o'clock, I always have a, have a sleep before I um, get on the bus and go. That's a very Keely Silver move to have a I always have biggest, <laughs> always does that with all her touch games and that. I actually have a back, like a question on the, off the back of that. That has, you know, I've thought about this every time I've seen you on the field, Nico. Um, why don't you rock a man bun with your long hair? Why is it just out and like I used to think it was sweat, but like do you put water to put like make sure it stays down or what what do you do? Um it's probably sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I actually um I what I do, the captain's run against before the Warriors Anzac Day game, I think it was, I did the man bun like half up, half down. Uh like Gutho used to rock and I was like, you know what, going to this game, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna rock it, because my brother and my sister-in-law always just say, yeah, you look so ratty on TV, just get a haircut. <laughs> I know, I was so off it, and I was like, whatever, I'll see what I can do. And then, literally, I think it was about five minutes before warm up. Um, me and Felice Cafusi were in the toilet, and I was literally doing it. I was putting my hair in a bun, and he's like, are you gonna do it? And I was like. No, nah, I can't. It was superstitious. I just yeah. couldn't do it for some reason. Yeah. Like I was like, I've got to where I am without wearing a man bun and I'm playing good footy. So I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. And I've never looked back since. And I, um, yeah, when, even when I had short hair before I had the long hair, I'd always be like flicking it and playing with it. And I think it's just a habit now whether yeah, yeah. I have short hair, long hair, I'm always just playing my hair and I just get some water, flick it back and then sweat takes over. Yeah, and I love that. Ratty, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered because I, I love like, the superstition. I, I couldn't handle any hair in my face or I can even do it when I'm not playing sport or anything. It just is annoying. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, good but, to know. Yeah. All right. Um, if you could only eat one cuisine or meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, 
It would have to be steak and mashed potato and any sort of veggies. This is so oh, that's so no, standard. That oh is... well, I don't know. I can <laughs> no, live off steak and mashed. I potato. can confirm that that was his um, request for his birthday meal last year. We made that for everyone. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, remember at Brandon's. No? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. And I was worried if you were going to do my mash properly or not. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was very involved with the cooking on his birthday because oh, he didn't want me to screw up his mash. Yeah. Um, this... uh, when, I, when I cook mash, I um, I don't use the thing out to... Yeah, what do you use? Called. I use a... Um, do you know the cake mixes? And it goes... Oh. So I whiz it up. Oh. So I make sure I hate having like the little bits of... Um, oh, wow. Like, yeah, we should side. do that. Yeah. So That's I like good a bit from of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, nice. I'm about that. Different, yeah. Um, yeah, jump on that. And the last question we have for you is, what's your favourite Heath Ledger movie? <laughs> Who's that? I don't know who Heath Ledger is. Oh, yeah. No, I never heard of him. Um, it would have to be 10 Things I Hate About You. Actually, Brokeback Mountain. No, nah, I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm joking. Um, yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You, I reckon. Yeah, good um, chart. Is he, is he a black fella? I've heard he's a black fella. No, I don't, I don't. I would never. No, I don't think so. But I can Eddie, get Eddie Betts's Mrs. Wife yeah. Anna. She is so adamant and can swear to God that he's a black fella. So if he's a black fella, oh, I'm even more happy. And what I love a him claim! Even more. What a claim that yeah. would be. Well, have you seen the documentary about him? Yes, I think I did. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, I was telling Kelly about it. I haven't she, seen it because she put Heath on her story the other night, and I was like, yeah. "You've got to watch that doco." Like. He is one of my all times, and yeah, I know a, it's yeah. it's a bit of a piss take because you get a lot of comparisons. But he's the man in a lot of ways. He's the man, and I didn't know like how much like how artistic he was too. Like, yeah, super he was cool. good at everything, eh? Very cool person. My favorite yeah. story from his career. Sorry, we're getting on a tangent, but I love Heath Ledger as well. But <laughs> is that he got offered a big super um, hero movie? very early on in his career and all these managers were like, you're going to be the, the next big thing, Hollywood superstar if you take this thing. And he was like, I'm not I'm not that kind of guy. Like I'm not going to be this superhero um, thing and be part of like a, a franchise. Like I'm not going to sell out like that. And everyone was like blown away because he said it in front of all these execs. And, Good on you know, him. He's the king. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. That's the end of the Fast Five. Nice, Nico. Actually, can I – I think I might have lied. I reckon the Joker – the one who plays the Joker, the Dark Knight. Oh, the Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah, he's so good in that. He plays that unbelievably well. Yeah. Oh. Real creepy, hey? Yep. I yeah. Love it. Anyway, <laughs> G more. Moving got on. some on-topic questions for Nico. <laughs> so it's been a huge year for you on and off the field. Not only have you been playing some pretty decent footy, uh, but your story has been shared far and wide um, with a pretty overwhelming response. How has that been personally? Uh, the story, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing to be honest. Like I was very nervous and, um, uh, I don't know, reluctance the word, but I was just scared to get it out there. Um, I didn't know what sort of reaction I would get. Um, you know, I, I was kind of, I don't know why I thought like this, but I was more worried about my, like the, my teammates and my peers and the rugby league world who, would look at me and be like, um, you know, you're, you're not really like a hundred game vet or, you know, you shouldn't be telling your story like this. Like so soon you're only someone who's just fresh on the scene. And I just, I just didn't know how they would react to it. And I was really worried about that when um, you probably, I, I definitely shouldn't have. And, um, you know, I'm really glad I got it out there. I got so many good responses from other rugby league players and even just shaking hands after the games with players. They, they say it was uh, really brave of me and, um, you know, they, they were glad I'd done it. So um, the whole reason and the purpose of doing it was to help inspire um, the younger generation of, of rugby league players, but not only rugby league players, um, any walks of life who are going through a, a similar journey or a tough time um, of, of what they're going through is similar to mine. And you know, I just wanted to inspire them and, and let them know that uh, whatever you go through and if you – uh, go through sorts of things that you don't think you're ever going to make it. You can make it, and um, you know, and be successful in in their chosen area. And even if a rugby league player is going through it now in in the NRL, I was hoping to um, for them to feel like they can reach out and talk to me and, and see what I went through to to keep going. And you know, you just never know who's struggling um, in in the point of time and and what they've gone through or what they're going through. So yeah, it was just just to try and um, 
you know, breathe the light of mental health and it's, it's happens in everyone's life. Uh, not everyone's, but it happens in day-to-day life and um, it should be more, people should be more educated and aware of it. Um, so yeah, so the whole purpose I've done it and, and I've got so many messages. I, I got a fair, a fair few messages. I probably didn't want to tell everyone, but saying that I've saved them and I've done, um, you know, justice to to what they're going through. And some of the messages I received was so heartwarming, and um, you know, I didn't, I couldn't even believe the reaction I got. And you know, I was just really, really happy with that reaction, and I hoped I can continue to do that. And I still get messages now, people only watching it for the first time now, and um, yeah, I hope people keep sharing it around, just. Not to, to give me sympathy, you know, or, you know, just to talk to me about it. Like, I just want them to know that they can get help and, and, and yeah, and try and inspire people, I guess. Oh, you're a good man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me personally, especially, it's really easy to see that these issues aren't just at a surface level for you. You're someone who practices checking in on your mates often and thoroughly and um, always encouraging people close to you as well to get the help that they need. What about that part of it is so important for you and when did that become sort of a conscious decision of being an important part of your relationships? Yeah, I um, I don't know. I just, I think over the past couple of years, I've kind of realised um, without sounding arrogant that I'm a person um, people like to, to be around or to hear from uh, often, like even if it's my mates back home and um, or people I've had previous relationships with, they, um, you know, when I when I reach out and talk to them, they, they get happy over that. And I just started to realize that, you know, if I can be that sort of person that if I, you know, if I text someone once a week or check up on them every now and then have a phone call, that that's going to make them um, feel important or feel happier with whatever they're doing, then uh, that's something that I want to do, continue to do and, and make people happy. And, um, you know, I little story for you is my one of my best mates dad died um a few couple of years ago when i was still in Mackay, and I, I literally texted him every single day um just to i just said you don't even have to reply to me i just want to make sure you know that someone's there for you and his sister come up to me like i don't know six 12 months later saying um you know nico I, we are so grateful of you because you um, you know, save Lockie in that period because you literally checked up, checked up on him every single day to make sure if he's him or the family are okay. And you know, just hearing that, I was just like, this is what I can do. I can make this sort of impact in people and and continue to check up on on people. And especially now with lockdowns and you, Georgia, last year going through lockdown, I was feeling for you, and that's why like I wanted to make sure you're okay every um, you know every so often because. You know, being in lockdowns, people, you know, they could be just think going ticking over their brains and thinking about really negative things. And um, yeah, I just think it's important that you just check up on people because you just never ever know what they're going through. And it's just really important that you, you do that. And um, I think doing that with family to start with. And if, if people are listening, then you can start with family. If you don't feel like you can do that to other people, then just start with family, branch out to your friends, and then you know you, you talk to other people, and, and it just becomes. Uh, a regular thing for me now and it just makes me happy you know I, I'm getting a lot of joy out of making other people happy and if I can continue to do that then um, I think I've done my job yeah for sure making me emotional <laughs> <laughs> can I just say quickly before you get into that next next question G that is one of the most self-aware and selfless kind of practices I think I've ever heard anyone talk about I, I can't say I've ever met someone who consciously you know, understands that they they can do something like that. Like, I don't know how you feel about that, Keely, but I, I just had goosebumps all over because I think we we live in a world, you know, where a lot of the time we're so caught up in our own things that we can't see past our day-to-day. And to know your story of what you have had to wrestle with within yourself internally and to see you be so committed to everyone else like i i just want to say it's really commendable and i think it it yeah i i feel you know honored to 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 hear that and um to to know it like yeah I, i'm a bit blown away to be honest no i appreciate what you said there i think for for, for why i do that because you know like um I, i'm an nrl player now and i feel like that this year i've you know established myself as um you know a uh, an NRL player, which I've always wanted to do. But when I was going through my 
tough times um, when I wasn't somebody. Uh, I feel like if I had people I looked up to, you know, texting me every day or once a week or giving me a call every now and then just to check if I'm okay, like that would have mean, meant the absolute world to me. Like there's not like there's people who really were like my dad, my brother and all that, but, you know, people I looked up to, if they were doing that to me, um, you know, I would have got through that so much easier knowing that there's someone um, who's doing what they're doing, being successful in life, checking up on me every single day or every second day, like that would have got me through it a lot easier. So if I can um, learn from what I went through and, and be that person who's now I've got, you know, my leverage and what I do, I can help people, then, you know, why not do it? Like I went through a tough time. People go through tough times. So I would be so selfish and, you know, I wouldn't be the person I want to become if I didn't do that for people, you know. And, um, yes, yeah, so that's that's why I do it because I went through something and I need to make sure that I help people so they don't go through something similar. Yeah, for sure. I, um, <laughs> it's a whole podcast. It's a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't said anything, so have speechless. <laughs> We've only cried in, like, three podcasts in the last two weeks, I think. So I haven't, I haven't cried yet. I might oh, later. <laughs> Girls, I know I've told you this and Nico, you obviously know, but it is certainly like a super tangible difference in my life. Like speaking from experience, you touched on how often you checked it on me last year. And it is like, yeah, just that conscious effort goes such a long way and it doesn't have to be, you know, not everyone has a platform that you have to get up and tell your story to thousands of people, but the really small differences that you can make in lives of those even just around you. So, yes, can vouch. Very tangible difference. <laughs> and can vouch, gee, before I even met you, Nico, would be like to me, oh, yeah, Nico called me. And I'd be like, oh, my God, he's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so can, can double vouch. <laughs> Obviously, the stories that you've told have brought an increased amount of intention, attention to you in the um, past sort of year, your personal profile, but also your playing profile. You've been included in, you know, the most informed players right now, articles and so forth how does that attention affect how you play if at all or is it something that you like to use to your advantage or something that you more shut out um that's a good question um this year it's been a different year um for me because like being off contract going through contract negotiations and and um you know a pretty um how do you say it a pretty big contract in the terms of me not being ever doing this before and it's going to be a, a contract that's kind of probably going to set me up um, for life if I got the right one and, and leaving the Melbourne Storm and, and there was a lot of you know with um, you know without being arrogant there's a lot of media around me um, at a certain point going through the contract and um, it was something I haven't dealt with before and it was the first thing I was thinking about when I woke up and it was the last thing I was thinking about before I go to bed, what I was going to be doing. And, um, and I was just lucky that I had a, a good support network and um, good teammates so that I could continue to keep playing good footy uh, and not worry about that. But I, I remember one game, we're playing on the Central Coast uh, in my hometown against the Warriors. And uh, this was at the peak of uh, contract negotiations. And I remember just going, huh, that, that game, like I went to that game without even thinking about the game at all and um, I went after the game went over to my dad and family and kind of just like just hugged them and went far out I've needed this hug because I have just been mentally drained over the past however long it was I still hadn't sorted it out but um, you know I think just all of it was kind of starting to to add up and I wasn't used to all the media I wasn't used to the contract negotiations so I was thinking about it a hell of a lot and um, yeah it's something that I will have to learn from um, for moving forward uh, but I think like with the media stuff I, I don't really buy into it too much um, you know here at the Melbourne Storm you kind of you're not really uh, prone to it you kind of just stay away from it you, our culture too, is too good here to worry about and, and um, you know being buying into the media stuff because if you, you're buying into that stuff you're a dickhead I, I reckon and you're going to get flicked out of the storm straight away so if you're just reading about yourself on the media, like you're not going to last long here in the Melbourne Storm. So they do a good job at making sure you're staying humble and um, you're not becoming that that sort of player that that's arrogant and, and loves seeing themselves in the media. So, and yeah, I, I don't want want to read into that. And um, I know being in Sydney next year is going to be a hell of a lot of it, but um, you just got to 
you narrow your focus on um, what the job is and that's being a, being a rugby league player and, and going on and putting a good 80-minute performance is. And no matter what you do on the field, the, the media is going to say something about you, good or bad. So at the end of the day, that's their job and our job is to play good footy and all I've got to worry about is putting the effort in at training and doing the work so I can put a good 80-minute performance in. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. With all of that in mind, how do you feel about your 2020... Oh. How do you feel about your 2021 so far? Yeah, it's it's um, you know it's uh, it's hard to explain because it's so bittersweet right now. Like I have so many um, different emotions right now, purely with the fact that because I'm about to leave um, the Melbourne Storm, and I wouldn't have had the individual individual uh, season like I have without. Melbourne Storm and the players around me. Um, it's not an individual game, and you know I got to give credit to all the players around me and um, the coaching staff here. Um, just everyone who's involved in the organisation here at the Melbourne Storm. Um, so you know it would be pretty uh, ridiculous of me to just to start talking about myself and my my season this year without them. And um, yeah, and I'm very grateful that of the season I've had. It's set me up for a good three-year contract and it's set us up to uh, to be in the final series right now and we're one win away from from a grand final and to me for me to think that I was an important role um, of that is you know I, I pinch myself that you know I played a really important role in this club because a couple of years ago you know I made my debut and didn't know whether I was going to be an important part of this team and, and now I am and I'm just really really grateful for that um, and yeah I can't thank the players around me enough and um, you know, getting caught into that um, New South Wales squad was definitely a highlight because it's something you, you dream of growing up as a kid and something I at one stage never thought I would ever be anywhere um, near it in, and now I was in arm reach of, of playing. So that's pretty cool and um, like I said, I've got my teammates to thank for that and, and this organisation. So it's going to be very, a very emotional time uh, when my time comes up. Hopefully it's going to be after the grand final, um, you know, and uh, I'm not looking forward to, to saying goodbye and, um, yeah, saying goodbye to my teammates and, and the club because they've given me everything and they've, they've made me who I am. And not only on the field, off the field, they've, without them teaching me, they've taught me so much off the field and um, I'll be forever, forever grateful and in debt to this club, I reckon. Speaking of, you arrived in late 2018 for the 2019 season where you debuted in what has been a widely publicised and super special game. Less than three years later and yet to play one full season, you have a New South Wales squad selection and a minor premiership under the belt and staring down the barrel of two premiership rings in two years. I know you won't say that you expected to be here, but to 10-year-old Nico, who probably always dreamed that he would, what would you say? Uh, I don't know. Um, what I say to that ten-year-old kid? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. You've done it. You made it. Uh, you, you live in the dream that you always dreamt of, I guess. And to to your credit, uh, if you, you're willing to work hard enough and and make sacrifices and um, you know and, and surround yourself with people who who want you to succeed as bad as you do, then you're going to go far. And that's that's the advice I would give to any ten-year-old kid who has a dream to play in the NRL is just surround yourself with people who want you to succeed as bad as you do because, um, you know, the only way is up from there and, you know, and just do everything you can for your family and they're always going to be by your side. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing that now. I'm living my dream and I'm making the five, five-year-old kid, a 10-year-old kid, a very happy man at the moment. Yeah, nice. Storm was your first NRL contract. What were your expectations heading into the club and what has and hasn't met them? My expectations come with this club. Um, you know, funny enough, I I didn't hate the Melbourne Storm, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> the tall poppy syndrome. Everyone hates who's successful. And you know, growing up, I was a New South Wales fan, and Cameron, Billy, and, and Cooper they ruined my whole bloody childhood of <laughs> uh, state of state of origin. So I I was not a fan of those three and. Um, in Queensland in general and, and then coming down the storm I knew like everyone everyone knows what uh, sort of player that they make people and I always knew I was going if I was to end up at the Melbourne Storm that would make me the player I've always wanted to become and um, my, I remember my first day of training I rocked up and Billy Slater was on there and he has his hand out shaking my hand asking about me and where I'm from and 
I was like, holy crap, like this is a guy I grew up hating purely because he ruined my childhood origin. But, you know, and that just told me instantly that there's no one bigger than anyone at, at this club and uh, everyone treats everyone the same. And, you know, that, that blew away my expectation, expectations instantly. And then, you know, meeting the likes of Smithy, Cameron Munster, um, Dale, Jesse, Kenny, you know, and they're, they're all the same. They're all the same people. Um, and I was just blown away. Like, it's so hard to put into words um, about this club unless you actually live and breathe it. And, and Georgia, you've you've lived and breathed it for a long time. And, you know, I think it's, it's unbelievable how we still, like, pay respects to your father and what he's done for this club and, and the McMore Trophy every year and, you know, and you're going to be forever part of this furniture as well. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that I'll be forever part of the Melbourne Storm. And, um, yeah, it's hard to explain. Nothing nothing has not exceeded my expectations. It's just gone above and beyond. And, um, yeah, I just – I can't talk highly enough ever of the Melbourne Storm. Me neither. Good chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, massive buzzword, but without using the word culture – what do you think sets Storm apart? Culture. No. <laughs> um, without using the word culture, I think um, just hard work uh, from from top to bottom, left to right, um, coaching staff to the players to the whole organisation, everyone is willing to put in hard work. And it's just in any walk of life, if you're willing to work hard, you're going to get the rewards and you're going to be successful and uh, you know, you've got to work hard to to get to where you want to be in life and, and every single person in the Melbourne Storm organisation is willing to work hard for one another and and um, work hard for the common goal and that common goal is a, a premiership and, you know, you can't win a premiership if you don't work hard. Yeah, for sure. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Keeley commentary just after every end? like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I do that in all of our episodes. I know, <laughs> Um, the better part of the past two years with Melbourne haven't been spent here at all. What do you think your time on the sunny coast has taught you as a person and as a player? Yeah, it's it's taught me actually quite a bit without, you know, my subconscious brain, I reckon it's taught me a hell of a lot without knowing it. Um, you know, I don't think – I think looking at the way um, – our, our coaching staff and some of the players are, have done, gone about their business every day without some of their family here. Like this year, especially, like we didn't think like, like it would be any tougher than last year, but this year has gone above that purely because a lot of our players and, and staff have, um, you know, gone without their family for, for so long. And I think that's just taught me that, you know, people are going through tougher things in, in times and, you know, they're getting up every day going about their business and, and doing their job to the best of their ability. So I think it's taught me that, you know, when I'm going through things that I still need to be able to um, shut off uh, what's going on the outside and rock up the training every day and, and work as hard as I can. And, um, you know, cause they could have easily come to work every day and, and, you know, just gone, nah, stuff it. Like my family's going through a hard time right now. I don't need to put effort in. I need to worry about them. And some of them could have easily just said, no, nah, I'm going home to my family. I'm, I've had enough, but they want to work hard for the common goal. So that's a, that's a life lesson I think I've learned that, you know, when I have family and I sometimes may not be around them, but I still need to, to give my best to other people because they need me at my best. And, and we need those guys at, our, at their best to win the premiership. So um, I think that's, that's a, a life lesson that I've learned. And um, I think also really enjoying the company of people that you kind of usually wouldn't hang out with. Like there's a lot of boys in the team in Melbourne that I probably wouldn't hang out with outside of footy training um, purely because they might live like for further out or we just didn't connect as well. And, and here like we've all us boys have all connected um, to an, an unbelievable level that we're, like, we're all best mates. And that's purely because we're stuck here. Um, on each other's toes every day, and you know, you just connect with people you don't think you you would connect with, and that's un, that's that's awesome. And I've really really enjoyed that side of it. Yeah, I think for sure, someone like Dan, for those who don't know, is one of the trainers at Storm, and he's been for the better part of this season without his two young daughters and wife in the hub. Um, but in case you didn't see on Josh Adokar's story today, he was cartwheeling <laughs> and backflipping at training. Nonetheless, we love him. Can I just say something on Dan? Actually, like. I was actually yarning to him yesterday and I said, how's your family going? And he goes, oh, yeah, they're going really well. Like my, um, 
youngest one is like starting to talk more now. And when, when he left, he didn't really hear a talk. So that just kind of sums up like how, how long away he's been, but he still comes to work every single day with a smile on his face. And, you know, he will say, if he comes to a gym session with, without energy, we go, what's going on Dan? You got no energy today. And he'll just go boom straight away. You just have the ultimate energy. And if we make him do a dance or he does a backflip today before a session, you know, and he, he's starts his energy and he gets us going and and for him to be able to do that every single day without his family it's just such a credit to him and it's not only him there's plenty more but because you brought him up I just wanted to give him a rap because he's such a good guy he's for sure the ultimate storm man he did tell Harry the other day that he goes to the gym first every morning so he can fill his own cup and then worry about filling everyone else's for the rest of the day like he is just what a human the epitome of a storm man we love him so much he actually just re-signed the storm for a couple more years I think so congratulations so good We love him. Um, On the hub life and the situation for the past two years, I know that you were disappointed not to be spending your last few months at Melbourne in Melbourne. What are you most looking forward to about getting back to quote unquote normal life outside of a hub? Uh, Yeah. On the first point there, I was really, really disappointed that I wasn't able to spend my last year or uh, X amount of months in, in Melbourne um, and, and just be able to, to interact with fans and, and members and play in front of them and play. I think you know, in my whole Storm career, I've only played like a few games at Amy Park, so it's so weird. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, so that kind of sucks, but there's a lot of other people doing it a lot tougher than, than what we are. And um, back to normality, I think just um, being able to go to the pub and have a beer with my mates, <laughs> um, I think going home to Central Coast and being able to give my nieces a, a cuddle and being able to just go sit at a restaurant or just go enjoy time with them. You know, like right now we can only go down to a cafe or something with people in our bubble. So I just think being able to go and just take my nieces down and get them a milkshake or just hang out with them at a, at a cafe will, will be the icing of the cake for me. Beauty. We love it. Well, I've got like the last kind of zero question before we get into some the of fun the fun stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, but you're you're quite clearly a community-minded person who isn't afraid to use your voice for change. You're also a proud um, Aboriginal man and I wanted to know, are there any issues or projects that you're hoping to continue focusing on um, as you yeah move into the future? Yeah, I think I've got a um, few things in the woodworks that I want to do. Um, I actually want to start up a, my own podcast um, and and talk to people who have walked a similar journey or have, have gone through some tough times and just to try and inspire um, people. And, you know, I really want to get into the space of, of helping people because I think, um, yeah, using the platform I have to, to do that, um, you know, it's much more important becoming uh, a man off the field and being able to inspire people. And if, if I can um, hopefully do that, if I have one kid come up to me or come up to someone and say, I want to be like Nico Hines one day. And I think that's my job done. Um, you know, and that's much more important than um, 80 minutes on the footy field, I think. And, you know, if I can, I can do that, then, you know, I'm going to be really, really happy. And yeah, so I want to get into the space of helping people. Um, hopefully the, the, um, podcast gets up and running and get some good people on and, and start inspiring people and you know obviously want to do as much as I can in the Aboriginal communities um, inspire those younger generations to um, follow their dreams um, yeah so it's just anywhere in the space of helping people um, you know I want, to, I want to do that and, and hopefully be good at it. I think your problem's going to be having to say no to people because they'll want you in a thousand different places at once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a yes man, so I'm going to find that very yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to, you know, make sure that you can actually have time to breathe and everything as well. Exactly. Um so, here's a here's a question, another weird one I've been thinking about. Your full name is actually Nicholas, right? I didn't know that. I thought your name was just Nico and I was like, fire out, your parents are cool. They've come up with a really cool name. Um, At what point did a nickname become so much just accepted as as your name that like even in team lists, it just says Nico? I just want to interject here and say I got yelled at the first time I called him Nicholas. He's not a fan. Um, Yeah, well, my parents... Uh, completely not cool because they called me Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nicholas is a great name. No, it's a it nice sucks. Name. It sucks. But um, I don't know. It just ever since my, I think my older brother 
come up with the, the nickname Nico and I think I just loved it. And I would just be so filthy at anyone, like anyone that called me Nicholas growing up, uh, teachers, friends, just anyone, like I would just be like, nah, you're not calling me that, it's Nico. And then just through school that ended up being just Nico. And then um, I think when I got to a certain age where my name was starting to be on team lists in um, footy mags or whatever it was, like in the SG ball 20s, I think I just said, no, nah, you need to call me, put me Nico on there. <laughs> um, That's yeah, so good. It, it stuck and then, yeah, the commentators just, they're just pure Nico Hines and they never call me Nicholas, which I'm so grateful for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think Georgia called me Nicholas one time and I was off for it. But um, I, I'm actually kind of, I'm starting to kind of warm up to it. I don't mind it. Like if my chick friends call me Nicholas, like I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if my, one of the boys call me Nicholas, I'm fairly off it. <laughs> wow. so yeah. I guess when you have a nickname <laughs> like that, it Nicholas ends up sounding like you're in trouble. Yeah, like serious. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, so as we've alluded to, like at the beginning of this episode, when you finish up this year, you'll be coming to God's country, to Cronulla, to play for the Sharks. Which of the Sharks boys are you most excited to play alongside? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Sharky boys. I played rugby league with Jesse Raymond um, from under 15s all the way through under 20s at Manly. So uh, looking forward to uh, playing with him again. Um, Andrew Fafita, uh, me and him played in the Koori Knockout together and um, he's brothers with um, my best mate back home and he's from Griffith and that's where I'm, my um, mob's from. So pretty, pretty much my cousin. I would love say. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> Um, Willie Kennedy is a, another um, Aboriginal fellow who got player of the year this year and he had a really, really good year. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of players there I'm looking forward to play with. And obviously Dale Finucane's coming there as well. And, um, yeah, I really like playing with him. So, um, I reckon, yeah, we're going to have a good year. That year you played for Griffith. Did you play in the Central Coast, Corey Knockout? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I fully remember watching you play. Yeah, so we weird. lost the grand final. Yeah, you did. It. <laughs> we beat Josh Adokar's team, Waterloo, in the prelim. Yeah. And I oh, never, yeah. ever let him live it down. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Such a good brag. Are they the Waterloo Storm too? I think so. Yeah, I think they, were, yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic. I remember. Yeah. Heading into the Sharks from a system like Melbourne, obviously the Sharks haven't quite seen the same success that Storm have over the most recent years. Do you feel any pressure to take elements of that winning culture? We never forget 2016. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I said, that's why I said recent years. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you feel any pressure to take elements of that winning fabric into the Sharks? So you leave the tough one to last, eh, Georgia? Um, oh, gosh. It's it's hard because there is going to be a lot, a lot of pressure on myself going there, but, you know, I've like I said, I'm not going to read into that pressure. Um, you know, they've got a really, really good coach in Craig Fitzgibbon going there who's had a lot of success at the Roosters. Um, he's been there for, I don't know, 20, 20 years as a player and a coach. So, And we've got Dale Finucane coming there as well. So he's going to be able to help me out. Um, but the thing is, you can't just rock up to the Cronulla Sharks and say, this is what we do at the Melbourne Storm. This is what's going to work. You know, you can't just mention the Melbourne Storm 24-7 at the Cronulla Sharks because Cronulla Sharks is a different identity and um, they're going to, they have their own culture there and Craig Fitzgibbon will, will bring what he wants to bring and, and reinvent it and I'll, I'll be a driver of what Craig Fitzgibbon wants to, to bring. Um, you know, and I know he's going to be a successful coach and, and we're just going to jump on board whatever he does and, um, yeah, and just, just drive whatever he does. And for me personally, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of outside noise about me going there to, to deliver for them. And, you know, all i got to focus on is um, this off-season, preparing myself for the pre-season and, and doing the pre-season and just doing everything possibly I can and no le- don't leave any stones unturned to make sure for round one that I'm ready to um, have as a good a year as I have this year. And, and if I don't, that's all on me and um, I'll be making sure I'll be working my ass off to, to have a really good year. You're so well media trained. <laughs> like you give like perfect answers. Yeah, he and talks I, like this on the phone sometimes, and I'm like, it's me. You can just speak. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad thing. I think they're like very good, like answers. But anyway, 
anyway back to it Miley, are- maybe me and you can start a podcast Marley and flick these other two yeah, all right. I think we'd be yeah, amazing, be heaps actually. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you are a Sunny Coast boy, and yes. you, you even spoke about the fact that one of your pregame things is you really love to go for a swim. You're now going to be beside some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, if we do say so ourselves. <laughs> are you are you excited to live by the beach again? And as as well, you're going to be a lot closer to home. Yeah, I, that's probably the most thing I'm looking forward to is being by the beach and being only an hour and a bit drive up the road to, to family and uh, the part, I haven't lived anywhere near my family in like five years. So something I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, yeah, living in a, on a mansion at Cronulla. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mansion <laughs> choice. Definitely kidding. I'm um, nowhere near that. So, no, I just want to be as close as I can to the beach and, um, you know, get out, surf and just be around the water as much as I can because in Melbourne. Yeah, gnarly, not dude. That <laughs> not that close to a beach. but I can tell you yeah. what, I've had to go up to the, the coast in Newcastle quite a bit the last year and that new highway, it's a very fast run too, so you're yeah. going to get home a lot easier. Yes, I will. Um, <laughs> so really important question about becoming a shark. Really, really important. We can't stress it enough. Do you know up up Cronulla yet? Um, I don't know if it's going to get me in trouble if I say I do know it. <laughs> <gasps> no, that's not. That's not. It's very. Hey, um, I'll tell you what. We we you know why. To... You know why I know about because it's one of my very catchy. best mates is a massive shark fan. Yeah, yeah. And I um I listened to him sing it for about twenty weeks straight after they won the two thousand sixteen grand final. That was and it. Also, is yep. very very catchy. <laughs> it's very catchy. It's simple. It's effective. We hated yeah. the sharks growing we up. Did, openly did. hated them. Hated. Um, Twenty sixteen probably changed our life. Changed our life. <laughs> we got on the bandwagon, and I I will tell you now. Such an amazing time I can to be tell there. you now. I throughout this whole lockdown, like not a shark supporter. I do love my bulldogs through and through. But <laughs> one of the things I have missed so much over the last two years, and I can't being at you, Shark Park, being at Shark Park. On Beer Hill, sun setting on a Sunday, Bev's in hand, singing up up Cronulla. Like, I can't tell you <laughs> how much I need that in my life. You've just excited me a hell of a lot more, actually. And yep. Honestly, it's the best. Absolutely I'll be able best. to, hopefully, after a good win, come over to the hill and have a beer with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, leads to the next question. It does, right? So, ever heard of Northies? Northies. I knew this was coming. Yes. <laughs> it's so, an institution. Yes. This is... Another very important question coming okay. into the Sutherland Shire. All right, first night out at Northeast, it's buzzing, lockdowns, you know, we, that's not a thing anymore. What mm. drink are you ordering at the bar, first of all? Oh, it was um, probably, uh, I don't know who's going to get me in trouble. Um, a VB. No, no, this is off you're, season. Yeah, like, yeah. And also, is, you're of age. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to you're have 25. A, a responsible No, I'm in trouble of you guys if I say the wrong drink. Oh, ah, no, I don't, no I don't care. Oh, wait, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is a, something I thought about before. <laughs> as long as it's not your own piss in your mouth in the northeast bathroom, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was. Um, I'm going to the bar and I'm going to order every single Cronulla Sharks fan a beer after us winning a competition. Okay. They'll remember you, you said that. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and you'll be besties with everyone. Uh, no, what are you going to get? Come on, tell us. Give it to us. Probably a VB on tap. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. Not my drink. I don't care, but <laughs> as long as you're drinking, that's I'll, fine. I'll well, give you one. What are you two going up and getting? Vodka lime soda. Yeah. Every day. Two, you got to go two at a time. Two at a time. Vodka bang, bang. lime soda. No, I'm Finish usually like, no, like, usually like wet pussy shot. Yeah. With two shot, vodka lime. Two vodka lime soda. Bang. Keep one hand free so you go back on the dance floor. Like, you're going to do them quickly. Ooh. I'll have um, a wet pussy. I won't have a. Um, What's it called? A vodka lime soda. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Secondly, what song is getting you on the dance floor? Ooh. I'll give you a hint. The good northies, which I'm sure it'll come back to. Old school R&B is generally the Saturday night vibe. Absolutely. Old school R&B. Probably anything Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah. Man uh, after my hearts. I think what? Breezy. <laughs> I just had a stroke. I just had a stroke, sorry. Um, what, what song would I... Yeah, it's probably um, Yo, Excuse Me, Miss. Oh. Uh, yeah. Old school Chris Brown. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. And then if it's, got, if it's kind of a sing-along song, Uncle Cracker, Follow Me. That's I'm yes. up there singing. Oh, good one. Yes. I've yep. definitely heard that on the floor. Yeah, yeah, too. definitely. Um, yeah. Old Joe's. We'll put a good word into the DJ when it reopens. All right. Does it get packed, <laughs> as? Yeah. You can't move in Packed summer. to the rafters. It's so really? good. 
So we've been told, Gmore has told us, you don't drink coffee, which me either, which is great. We're good people, unlike these two. Um, but, you know, Melbourne has a really good reputation. You're definitely a local at Cheeky Monkeys. So give us what's your vibe when you go to Cheeky Monkeys? Like what are you ordering? What do you expect? Um, we just need to suss it out so we can tell you which local you'll love. Okay. Um, so I don't get coffee like you said. But this is going to be um, probably amaze you because I'm a very fussy eater. But I'll go to Cheeky Monkeys. There's a chili scrambled. But I get the chili scrambled without the chili flakes <laughs> and without the parmesan cheese on it. And I add hash browns. So you get scrambled eggs with hash browns. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it has but bacon in it. It has, yeah. It's, there's the best, it has like the nice little bacon and the um, the shallots and, and whatnot in it. So if so... I just said, if I just said, can I get scrambled eggs on toast with hash browns, like they, or and bacon, they don't put, they don't cut the little nice piece of bacon in the, um, in the scrambled eggs. And I love it how they do that. So that's yeah. why I do it. And are you a, like a fresh juice kind of guy? Um, oh, I can, but I'm just usually a water or a milkshake. I'm a sucker for a milkshake. Okay. Chocolate. Okay. Let's let's think about this for a second. I'm Have thinking you been being Cheney? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. On the beach. Allura. Yeah. Allura yep. Walk down to the beach. Yeah. He can, yeah. So we're going to, we've compiled from that quiz. Your answer is being Cheney's Allura. <laughs> Um, so it is, <laughs> it is a beautiful cafe that is connected to Allura Surf Club. So, and overlooks the beach. So of, of all the beaches, I don't, have you ever been to Cronulla? Um, yeah, a couple of times. Okay. So like, you Not know, where, where Northies is, that the beach across the road is North Cronulla. So yep. the one beach up, so one beach north of that is Allura. My, it's probably of that side of um, the bay, my favourite beach there. And Allura means beautiful place in Darwell, so it's really nice. Um, and so there's a there's a cafe in it's connected to the surf club. It's called Benchetti. Best view out of all the cafes. Yeah, it's lovely. And they do a chili scramble, and you can probably get the same thing. So there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some really good standard cafes, but you'll figure them out. I mean, you'll like next door as well because it's good for um, like a good vibe on a Sunday Ivo with like a guy on a guitar. Like my next door neighbor or next. Door? It's called next door. Yeah, yeah. it's called next door. <laughs> Okay, appreciate it. We're, just, we're like we're like living through you, Shire tour guides. Yeah, we're just like yeah, we'll do this, we'll do that. Um, all right, now lastly, looking towards the end of this season before we get to next year, what's the focus for the next few weeks? Uh, yeah, just to win a premiership again, I guess. Um, uh, I've I know we spoke about Cronulla there a, hell, a lot, but you know my focus has been purely the Melbourne Storm. I've even I've barely looked at houses, and um, you know I've got eight weeks in the off season to do that. So I just really wanted to make sure that um, everyone at the Storm and the fans and now I didn't want them to think that because I signed a contract with another club that I was going to be worrying about that and not performing here um, at the highest level I can. And so I really just wanted to make sure that I put every single focus I have into this and and um, you know doing my part to help the boys and this team and this club to win another premiership and that's the focus and um, we all have that that common focus right now and uh, I think we're doing a really good job on the training paddock off the field um, you know limiting the alcohol we drink and you know just just spending a lot of quality time together just to make sure that you know we don't leave any stone unturned and I want to make sure that and I know it's not nothing to I probably shouldn't worry about it but for anyone listening we did talk about Cronulla a hell of a lot then I'm not worried about that until next that was year. us that was completely <laughs> no, that us. was that was us. not you and yeah no I I'm just just really looking forward to finishing this year off strong and um, you know we've got a prelim to think about and it's going to be a really good game of footy the the Paramount Eels and Penrith Panthers um, Saturday night and I, I reckon we'll be watching that on pretty uh, heavily to, to see who we're going to play and, and we'll, we'll take one step at a time and worry about those guys in our next week of training and then, um, yeah, hopefully finish on a high. You, We can't wait to watch Purple it. Pride, baby. You know what? One thing I'm looking forward to in Crawler is sitting down somewhere and just debating and arguing with you, Marley. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I can't wait <laughs> I can't to not wait. be there. <laughs> hey, and also, if you're looking for a roommate, hit me up <laughs> and then we can debate all the time. Ooh. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Oh my god! I'd rather end up killing each other, um, Marley than Keely. <laughs> yeah, I reckon, reckon Keely would be very messy. A hundred percent, Nico. You know, no, I'm yes. not. <laughs> I live with her. Not, no way. Because I, okay, I don't really care about my own room. But when I go away, I am so neat. 
because it's like I when I've had I've never had the opportunity to have my own place. So when I do, I'm going to be spotless. So screw you guys. No comment. Um, yeah, no comment. Anyway. <laughs> what do you mean? You well, Georgia, have, can, se- you have literally, Marley's putting mean. on a brave face. Marley is putting on a brave face. She has literally agreed with me before. So, see, it's being a wanker. It's fine. Whatever. Anyway, so I have to do the I the recording because I, I need to give a shout out to my main girl, Georgia Moore. She, we haven't, I haven't been able to get back to Melbourne to um, pack my house up to to move to Cronulla and I wasn't going to be able to go. And, um, you know, I want to shout out to Georgia who's gone above and beyond for me, my roommate, Aaron Booth and Aisha. She's actually went and packed up pretty much our whole house and made sure it's ready to go when the removal's going there and pack it up. So thank you, Georgia. I love you lots. You're welcome. And you're a good mother to Cooper Johns and Harry Grant. <laughs> and Luna the cat. And Luna the cat. My pride yeah, and joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Nico. Um, I'm just going to do a little outro now. You can laugh at that if you want to go. <laughs> can I say one more thing before we go? Oh, go on. I'm actually going to give you a wrap. Okay, go. <laughs> nah, honestly, uh, I reckon you three are doing a hell of a job in, in this podcast and you're making moves and, uh, you know, you're bringing to attention that things that people would never have thought about and, you know, it's good to see girls um, in this space and, you know, I think the NRLW uh, need a bit more, um, you know, of us to stick up for them and, and raise awareness for their, their issues with, um, you know, playing and rescheduling and I think you guys are trying to do that as well and I just want to take my hat off you and congratulate you and you're doing a really good job. Oh, thanks, oh, thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. What an incredible chat that was. Thank you once again to Nico Hines for making the time and good luck to the storm in the back end of the season. If you really enjoyed the show and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you're listening on Spotify. Follow us. Check out our official Chicks and Balls Pump Up playlist. You can catch us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No No pod. pod. And other than that, we'll catch you next time. Other than that, Keely is such a liability on this show. (laughs) 